With about 60,000 tracks uploaded daily on Spotify alone, it's easy for anyone to get lost in the mix. So let's try to reverse the odds of being found. My guests are from the creative and business side of the music scene. We talk about what inspires them, their process, and the practical steps they've been taking to get noticed. I'm Saina, your host. Welcome to the show. On this episode, I chat with New York-based artist Charlie Berg. Charlie's career has grown incredibly over the last few years, and his Spotify monthly listeners sits at 1.7 million, with multiple tracks hitting 10 to 30 million streams. Now, these are all just numbers, of course, but he talks to me about his various tours as well as around the UK. If you love Charlie's music like I do, you'll be interested to hear about what Charlie's been up to and his great achievements. Hey, hey, how are you, Charlie? I'm doing very well. Good. Just getting my day started. Getting yeah. your day started. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. are in New York. Am I right? Yes, I'm in Brooklyn. Have you ever been? No, I really want to go. I really want I think New York's probably one of the places I do want to go. Yeah, New York. Um, I don't really know much about where else I want to go, but from the sounds of it, mm-hmm. I've heard from people it's most similar to London. So, And also it's quite big <laughs> with jazz over there, isn't it? Absolutely. It's the best. I guess that's where you got it from, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, partially. So what have you been up to recently? I have been working on the same project for like three years now. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I graduated um, from school in 2019. So I moved to New York and I've just been focusing on like, you know, making the best stuff I can make. And uh, lately... Shows have been coming back, so I've just been trying to like get my band ready to go. That's good, yeah. Yeah. What what project is it? Is it like an album or EP or? Yeah, it's it's an album. I can't nice. say too much on it. Yeah, but, yeah, no, that's all right. That's but, all right. Uh, no, it's definitely um, it's my best work I've ever made, and um, I'm. I'm really looking forward to getting it off my chest so I can move on to the next stuff, you know? Yeah, I know, because it, it does happen, doesn't it? It, like, drags on and you're working something for so long. And yeah. then you realize, oh, my God, I've been working on this for three years. Yeah, and it's it's a really interesting conundrum about making art into the world, is, or putting art into the world, is that by the time the public, the world has it, the, the creator might like the artist might have been moved on from it completely yeah. emotionally. Yeah, for sure. So it's just an interesting thing to have to grapple with. Yeah. You know? Where did you move from? You said you moved to New York. Yeah. So I went to school in Syracuse, New York, which is upstate. Okay. But um, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Okay. So when did you move? I graduated from university in 2019 and then moved moved to Brooklyn that summer. So been here for two years. Is it not home? Yeah, definitely. I, I live alone now and I've got all my plants and my piano. Oh. And yeah, it feels, <laughs> feels great. Essential. We got in contact so long ago, back in 2018. Mm-hmm. And like, it is it's crazy to watch your like journey and your growth. And like, I want to hear all about it. Mm, thank you. How did you get started with music in the first place? I always struggle answering this. (laughs) 
I've been singing since I was very young. Uh, I mean, since I first have memories. And then um, I started playing piano in elementary school. I picked up the guitar in middle school. And I started songwriting, I think, when I got to college is, is when I really started realizing that I can express myself through songwriting. Mm, that's also around the time I learned how to produce myself. I downloaded Ableton, if you know. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really a conscious career choice to do to do music. It just kind of like year by year, I was spending time that I should have been doing homework, doing <laughs> music. So I think that tends to happen. I think it happened for me yeah. as well. You just realize that you obviously have a passion in it. Yeah, and and you grow that passion. So, yeah, and it's like, well, I don't really know what else I I want to be spending yeah, my time doing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Did you have any family members that were musical? I mean, I suppose I play my dad's guitar from 1991 or whatever before I was born, and like, yeah, he nobody really did it professionally in yeah. my family until yeah. me. But we all sing. We all harmonize at family holidays. Oh, that's so <laughs> like, cute. <laughs> you know, family gatherings and stuff, yeah. That's nice. Best. At least everyone can uh, harmonize. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think any of my family <laughs> really sing at all. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I was going to ask you guys. Do you come from a musical family? A creative family, but not musical. My dad's okay. like a writer, director. Mum was, a, she used to paint. Um, oh, that's and sweet. And she does photography. My sister's an editor. So yeah, everyone's creative. Mm. Um, my brother's an actor. Did you like grow up listening to anything specific? I don't know. I mean, Amy Winehouse was definitely, you know, mm. there, right? But I guess I guess when I say growing up, I don't know. It wasn't like when I was like a baby. I think it's more when I started, you know, getting the CDs out and I was like 13 or 12 or something like that. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and you start like actually deciding what you like. Yeah. You know, with some some families have music on all the time, like all different genres. Like I wasn't really like that actually. So it was only later. It was actually a lot of Nina Simone and things like that. So... And classics. You know, yeah, exactly. Which I think is really important as well because it's always good to get inspiration from the classics. I yeah. Think. Yeah. It's the best. I mean, I I remember growing up, you know, being from the Detroit area, listening to like, you know, classic Motown and soul mm, records. Yeah. And in middle school and even into high school, I didn't like think that was cool to listen oh, really? to. Like, yeah. yeah, like I didn't know obviously any other middle school kids or high school kids who were like jamming to the Temptations yeah, yeah, or yeah. Al Green. <laughs> And so I just I kept it to myself. I I didn't embrace that that part of of my musical upbringing or influence. And so, you know, I tried to get into Kanye. I tried to get into like rap or pop or what else everyone else was listening to. And um, it wasn't until later that I really embraced the the soul background, the roots. Yeah, it's good though because I think. It's like, it's great to listen to what's now, but also if you want to create something new, it usually stems from old things. And it's like, Mm -hmm. if you're trying to make something new from what's now, it it doesn't really quite work. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Because everyone's 
everyone is unavoidably influenced by what came before them. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the only, it makes sense to go as far back to the roots as much as you can. The blues, baby, you know, mm-hmm. like freaking jazz. What, so what is it like in New York in terms of the music scene? Yeah, so I moved here in July of 2019 and then went on tour in that fall and then... And then the pandemic started. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I've I really haven't been able to get a true sense of of the music community in New York, unfortunately. But last summer, or no, no, actually, it was this summer. I started going to jam sessions in the city. Mm, yeah. And trying to tap into a, a community, a, the jazz community that I hadn't really explored yet. Yeah, I don't know that it was, it's definitely at first it was really intimidating because yeah, in New York, yeah, you can imagine like it's the be- it's the best jazz players around they the world. They have similar come, ones come New York. in London, actually. Um, I've yeah. been myself, but I've seen videos and it looks pretty intense, like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, like they, they kick you off stage if you don't know mm, what you're doing. My God. <laughs> but, um, you know. I started showing up every weekend over the summer to a few of those jams and started, you know, people started to recognize my face and I would, I don't know. I think a lot of it is just showing that you care, just showing up, you know, and meeting people. If you put your heart into it and you and you show that you take your craft seriously, I think people start to respect that here in New York. So It's stepping out your comfort zone and just doing it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And... That's the that's like the older jazz scene, I guess. But the like the sort of the bands, like the rock band kind of smaller venue dive bar scene, is definitely really different. I mean, people are not as intense with it as they are in the jazz scene. You know what I mean? Well, hopefully, you can explore more of that. You know, mm-hmm. with more different jam sessions and things. But who knows yeah. what's going on right now? <laughs> I know, it's man. just so unpredictable, just dragging on. It's true. So am I right in saying that you didn't release this year? Yeah, I, I that is more or less true. I mean, la- last month I did like a rework, a remix for oh, cool. this artist that my man, another artist my managers work with. Um, so that's on Spotify, but... You've just been working on this album? Mm-hmm, yeah. Nice, yeah. Was there a reason, did you feel like it was just not, the right time or was it just that you wanted to get this one project done i i guess i i suppose i could have put out another single or something but i wanted to hold on to my what's the word to my chips or whatever mm. like yeah. yeah i wanted to to hold on to my poker chips and like make like collect and make sure i had as big of a i don't know i i just feel like a, as a consumer as a music consumer i really respect when artists take time to perfect their current project rather than sort of spreading themselves thin and, and giving people what they might want. So I, I just, I knew what I had to do and, and it, it happened to, you know, I happened to take a year off while doing it, but, or yeah, not, but not off. Why not in like, your own time? Do you know what I mean? Like it's your process, it's your writing. You don't have to feel you have yeah. to release because everyone's waiting. Yeah, exactly. Like no, no one knows what's going on behind the curtain. And you've been gigging loads anyway, haven't you? 
Um, well, not a ton actually. That oh, really? that's gonna come up. Yeah, I did. Okay. I just played my first show back um a couple weeks ago actually. But I've been rehearsing a shit ton. The the live space is definitely very sacred for me. I find that I, I'm actually I'm noticing that in a in a sort of post pandemic live space, people are taking it a little bit more seriously than they used to because you know we 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 have tasted what life is like it without it, you know. Yeah, that's true. People seem to be returning to the stage with a bit of a vengeance, and that's really that's cool to see. Yeah, that's always been a priority for me. I mean, you even messaged me before saying that you're coming to London. Yeah, yeah. You did a. You are as well. Again, um, or you did? Mm, no, I did. Yeah, I you did. did. So how was that? You did a little tour around <laughs> the UK. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I actually over the last couple of years, I've done two shows in London. So the first one was like a, a head, a little tiny headline one at um Thousand Island or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Little little stage, but it was a lot of fun. I just did that solo. That was over spring break my last year of college and then in 2020 i toured around with this band called moonchild oh yeah that's so cool yeah and they uh yeah we did like manchester london and uh i can't remember the other one but yeah we did a few that's so uk cool. dates yeah are you looking to come back after your album maybe <laughs> yeah totally yeah. That, that will definitely happen yeah, I definitely noticed like a, a distinction between <laughs> between like people who come to shows in the UK and people who come to shows in in the states. Really? <laughs> in what way? I feel like folks in the UK were, are just a little bit. Um, they're just more chill. Like they don't. Oh, okay, yeah. They don't. They don't treat you like anxiously or something oh okay i, I don't know how to yeah. describe it but people were just like they dap me up they're like dude great great performance like, i love your i love your music and that was it <laughs> is, that, is that your accent <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, it yeah <laughs> okay in america they're a bit more like upbeat or something i mean i can i can yeah. i can really imagine that to be honest they just like pull their phones out and immediately uh, like okay, yeah. want to do something on their phone yeah. or just like they just don't look you in the eyes, you know. It's yeah. just like shorter attention span, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have you been doing shows around though, or are you performing? Yeah, actually, I started up again in July. Actually, I started gigging again, and I suddenly got loads of gigs. Oh, so damn. it was actually really good. It was really weird going back on stage. I'm sure you felt the same. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, totally. yeah. Like it was like, oh, what's this? Forgotten how to. Yeah. Forgotten how to sing in front of people. <laughs> Yeah, it's surreal for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was good. Um, yeah, I had quite a few actually. And a lot of short ones as well, like just a couple songs, three songs or something. But they were nice and like there'd be other people performing. So it's just a nice vibe, um, meeting people, etc. Nice. So yeah, no, it's been good. So I'd love to talk about one of your favorite releases, whether that's a project or a single, whatever it is, and talk about the process of how that song came about. Or even project. So I put out this EP called Live in Peter's Attic in 2016. And that was the that was four songs. Well, it was actually eight songs, but we we cut we we chose four. Um I went into an attic with my buddies in Mich in Ann Arbor, Michigan, 
and we tracked a bunch of songs, eight songs in a day, chose the four that sounded the best. And the point of that project was to really just like bottle up the energy of all of us, like buddies in, in, in a space for one day, just like rocking out, you know, we didn't have like super, super expensive microphones or, and we didn't, we weren't completely well practiced, but like, it it just, it was about capturing that spirit. Following that EP, I decided to dive in into my production and hone in my production skills. So to answer your question, I'm going to choose this EP called One Violet, which is a very special product to me. And it just marks like the entr- my entrance into like trusting myself and my choice my own creative choices because I didn't have a group of friends to like to lean on or to uh like like the Peter's Attic EP. I wasn't I wasn't like well, do you think this is a good idea? Or do you think I should pursue this route? It was just like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do this beat and I'm going to, I'm going to write it this way. And thus began my journey in like honing my own creativity on my own. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. it was just really a really pivotal project for me. So One Violet, I think is always the one that I return to the most, like when I think about what I'm super proud of. Your moment to stand on your own. Yeah, it just, it felt like, it felt like the beginning of, of who I am now, really. I mean, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of components from everything I've, I've put out because without them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am now. And I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah. One Violet, that the picture is like an iPhone photograph of, of, um, like my sister holding a flower in front of a wallpaper in my kitchen. That's <laughs> like, cute, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> very soulful to me, yeah. Oh, Yeah, what's your writing process then? For example, that that project, what would have been your writing process? Because obviously you said that you started getting more into your production. Yeah. Love song I wrote while walking through the snow on the way to really? <laughs> like a little rehearsal that I was doing at school. And I just like... I You wrote the whole song or just like a little bit? I came up with the with the hook, like with the mel- the melody came to me, and I busted open the doors of the rehearsal. I'm like, guys, before we start rehearsing, can I, can we just like play? It? Can can I get this song idea out? <laughs> Intentions. I wrote it sitting in front of my heater. I wrote I write my song, most <laughs> of my songs sitting in front of my little space heater. Yeah, on my guitar. Would you? So would you play the guitar, come up with some chords, and then write, or would you write a melody first? Yeah, most. Of, yeah. Most of these would be, um, yeah, I'd pick up my guitar, start improvising on some chords and humming along. And then, and then I got into the habit of like not being able to change um, like placeholder lyrics, you know? And so sometimes they come out really corny, but I just <laughs> didn't have the, the heart to change them. You know? I mean, if they resonate with you and your song, then, you know? Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's like if, if it, if it, feels honest in the moment then why try to change it you know um but yeah most of these started on the guitar do you have a manager and are you signed um yeah so i yes to both uh the i I work with these two very close friends of mine from college they do management for me Um, their names are andrew and benji 
and my my freaking squad to the end. That's so nice that you've got friends that are management. So oh, that was yeah. like you were friends before and then they became management? Yeah, exactly. I started working with Andrew at this coffee shop on campus. Okay. <laughs> and um, he's like, dude, I heard your music. I have a partner like, and we do management together and I think we, we can help you out a lot. And uh, yeah, it just worked a lot. I mean, it worked, it worked out really well. And then, and then on the label side, I work with um, the Fader label. How long have you been with them? I signed with them a couple of months after I left college. And then, and this album is going to be my first project with them. They've been very patient with me. <laughs> very, very patient. Very thankful. Yeah, good luck with that. Thank you. They're yeah, great. That's good. And I actually saw, so on your bio, you have your Bandcamp link, mm-hmm. which I mean, I know about Bandcamp, but I'm curious because do you see benefits in having the Bandcamp like as your, I don't know, I wouldn't say main thing, but you know, it's on your link in their bio, but a lot of people don't even have music on Bandcamp. So like, what's the benefits? Yeah. So the, the Bandcamp link right there is actually, that was for specifically because I had, I, I found like a surplus of, of like shirts that I, that I had made for tour a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. And I had a few shirts left over um, oh, in a yeah, box I saw your in story, my studio. Yeah. I, I was thinking I could put them on my website, you know, just put them up for the holidays, but I just kind of wanted to get more fun with it. And I have always loved Bandcamp. It's, I, I like how um, how artist friendly and and direct it is, and so I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna put these up on Bandcamp. Oh, okay, <laughs> and, so you can put merch on on Bandcamp as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay. And I actually, I don't, I don't really mention this to anyone, but I put <laughs> sometimes I put little like little demos and and uh, oh. stuff onto Bandcamp. So. I just thought it would be like a cute little Easter egg. Yeah, know? yeah. I love Bandcamp. I've never really, I mean, I did actually have, I had an account. <laughs> I haven't used mm-hmm. it. I haven't like done anything. But yeah, I guess, I guess it's just another platform, isn't it? To have your stuff. Yeah. There. Yeah, it's just very, very artist friendly and all the money goes directly to the artist. It's great. I watched on YouTube your uh, making of Avalanche oh. video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. I think... Because I was having a look to see if you have music videos, which you don't really. Yeah, not really. But not I, really. Kind of, I, I really like the kind of raw footage of like the different ones because it's like you get a sense of you, like rather than things being so polished, you know. Mm. <laughs> it's nice, but you should you should definitely make more. That should be like your thing, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. No, I do um, like that. Do you have any plans for making any music videos? My thing with music videos is that. Well, okay. The short answer is I do. Okay. I do. But my thing, my thing with music videos is that again, I, I like to return to my experience as a consumer is what informs what I do as as an artist most of the time. So, so as as a music listener, like I I prefer music videos that expand upon the like the the artistic vision of the music. Right. I'm I'm not compelled by visuals that just kind of don't say anything don't provide any yeah. meaning to the music yeah so, for sure yeah so in, in all honesty for most of my time making music my 
vision hasn't really extended into music videos. It just like doesn't quite go that far as like, I don't know. Like I, my, my vision and my music is so particular and, and directed. But that being said, <laughs> the the label that I'm working with is imploring me to provide okay. some sort of visuals just to make the rollout easier for yeah, them. Yeah, so yeah. so I'm going to do it. I'm going to oblige. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be fun, you know. It's an experience. It's, it is yeah. fun. Isn't it? I like a challenge for sure. Yeah. And also because like you're with a label, you, you have a lot of flexibility with what you want to do. So exactly. it's good. I've got a budget for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is the main thing for sure. Exactly. But thanks for watching those. Oh no, it's okay. Yeah, no, I had to have a look yeah. to see what you're up to, obviously. And once I was just curious. I'm like, I haven't actually seen any videos. I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Do you collaborate with other artists um on projects? Was it uh, Charlie Berg solo? It is solo. Um yeah, I don't I don't really collaborate with other artists. Um for my own stuff. I mean, it's funny, this project that I've, this album I've been working on is the first time that I've allowed another producer to kind of really? help with ex- with executive production. Yeah. Oh, wow. So everything's self-produced. Yeah. Everything before that. That's yeah. so good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but this one, I wanted to kind of see, see what I could do working in, in someone else's space, working with someone else behind the board. So... Was it difficult? <laughs> it was. It was very difficult. Yeah, I know. It's really. It, it was. <laughs> I find it difficult as well. Yeah, man. It's hard to let someone in and, and trust them. Like. Yeah, when enough. you're so used to doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. But this guy, Mike Malchikoff, he's the producer that I worked with for this, and he um, he's just he he know he's so understanding and he knows when to step out of the way, you know, like, and and just allow me to to take control of my own ideas before they're they're fully fledged you know so then that's it sounds funny but like that knowing when to step aside quality is is an important thing it I really look for is because a, a lot of people can get really like oh no I want to do this smothering you know like they want to do every right, little right. bit and it's like if you're collaborating you've got to let each other breathe and yeah, and and to be fair, like some some artists like more a more involved producer. You know, some some artists want them to be, you know, giving them beat ideas or like you know coming up with chords. Like yeah, for yeah. me, it's it's just really like I needed someone like I needed someone like Mike to just be ready to hit record when I'm ready. You know, like capture what's coming out. Yeah, and just enhance on what you're making. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I write at home and. <laughs> I'm literally whenever I'm writing anywhere else but my room sitting in mm-hmm. front of my laptop I just go I have like a mind blank and I can't come up with anything and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's I don't even know why I don't know what it is but it's very difficult when you have to do something differently that you've been so used to doing over so many years yeah it's true well I guess you've kind of rounded up everything um I guess the last thing I wanted to ask you is like what's a typical day like for you Mm. If there is one. (laughs) I wake up, I eat an apple, usually. Really? Just an apple? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I hop on, I I put my 
laptop in my backpack, get on the subway, go to my studio. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I I try to spend as much time in the studio as possible. So you never work at home? Is it just always in the studio? Yeah, it's always in oh, the studio. Okay. I I had to I had to separate that shit. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I, fair I could not. Yeah. Um, it's weird doing music full time. It's it's hard to like insist a schedule onto yourself, you know. But no, I mean, I I go to bookstores and record stores out here and try to stay inspired and active and. I go on bike rides and go out for drinks with people at night. I don't know. <laughs> so when did um, music become full time? Was it just when you left college? Yeah, it was. It was um, the month after I graduated. I moved to New York, and it was off to the races. You know. Bam! So good though. Congrats! I'm so excited to hear your next project. Thank you so much. I'll send you some stuff. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for talking to me and. Um, yeah, of course. See you soon. Yeah, it was an honor. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode like I did. If you made it this far, thank you for listening. And definitely go check out Charlie's tracks on your chosen streaming platform and keep a lookout for his album. So, this is a little bit of a secret I'm about to share. But as an artist myself, I am looking to release my next single in February 2022. So if you do want to keep up to date with my release, make sure to follow me on all streaming platforms. Sayina.